hum. Uh, hum. I've got to start over now. That's staying. Alright, welcome to the From the North Masonic Podcast, uh, where three Master Masons get together to talk about life, lodge, and being better men. Uh, we cover a wide range of topics. Uh, no idea what we're going to talk about today, so that's fun. Um, in terms of introductions, my name is Jason Lee. I am currently Junior Deacon of Harmony 21. I am AC Ransom. I am currently Senior Steward at the same lodge. And I am Gary Roberts. I don't know what I do at the lodge. You're Tyler. Oh, I'm Tyler at the lodge. <laughs> I don't know what I do. We haven't been to Lodge in a long Des- time. Des- designated Bouncer. Yes, Designated Bouncer. I don't, yeah, I've been to Lodge in so long. I miss it. It's and then I am Jason Lee, and I am the Junior Deacon. That's right. So important. I went twice. <laughs> I was I sitting there like, please tell me you actually forgot. That'd be amazing. <laughs> we just keep going around. Like, it's just like, it's like, okay, your turn. Keep <laughs> <"Hey>, listening. Wait. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, all one people who listen. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us today. We're just going to talk about whatever. I don't even know. Fun stuff. Anyways. I would like to pr- put forth a proposal that one of our podcasts is we progressively get more drunk through the podcast, because I think that would be fun. Says the guy, <laughs> the guy anti-alcohol 100% right now. So it's essentially to be us get drunk. <laughs> Wait, no, it'd be Gary getting drunk because I don't drink. <laughs> And yeah, Jason's see, refusing to. See, we're all on the same page. I'm glad we got there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just us talking and, and Gary gets louder and getting drunk. Gary's just Gary like, adjoining him. Oh, just... in the corner. Oh. <laughs> He's just like... I'll just do my best, Trump. <laughs> Give you my thumbs up. Thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Well, today, Gary posted a fun list on Slack of... Things teach your boys. Yes. I thought we'd read through it. Say, sorry, Gary. It's your sort of list. So I've, I found, well, a brother of ours in our lodge posted this on his page. I saw that. <clears throat> but I don't know that brother. I've never met him face to face. I've I met him like know twice. He's a, he, he is a brother in our lodge, mm-hmm. but uh, um, I've never met him personally. But I thought it was a good, a good list. And I was like, you know, some of these things would be kind of fun to talk about. Some of them are a little goofy. Some of them are really appropriate. Yeah. Uh, so just as a heads up, this is essentially just, we're going to just kind of go through this list, uh, talk about each one. Maybe we'll talk a lot. Maybe we'll talk, maybe we'll just mention it. Um, but it's essentially just uh, a list of like, it literally just says rules to teach your boys. So for example, number one, uh, just never shake a man's hand sitting down. And this is super true. You always stand. If you're going to shake someone's hand, you stand up. Before reading this, I never thought about it, but 100% correct. Like, staying sat down is... It's almost disrespectful. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I don't care enough like about you to stand up. And to yourself, too. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I'm just, like, I'm, you know, yeah, that's, I'm good with words. And I, I always thought... <laughs> that, you're on a podcast. Good thing you're on a podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine if, if one of us had a stutter? That'd be irritating. Man. <laughs> <laughs> But I always, I always thought that that was just a quirk of my own because I always felt uncomfortable if I didn't stand. And it was, I don't know where I got that from. It's just a feeling. It's probably you just because you were raised by real men and that just has stuck with you. You don't know where you learned it from. It's been ingrained in you. It's just showing be. respect. That's yeah. all. Like, and respect's a big thing. I mean, <laughs> here's a funny story from growing up LDS, but... Uh, 
Um, at one time, my grandmother was the young women's president. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, and, and her two best friends that she took with her through all her callings. So when one of them would get called as president, the other two would get called as counselors. Sure. And they, <laughs> they're all older sisters. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love my grandma to death. She was the, the, uh, she was, she was, yeah, she was my hero. But, uh, she didn't last long in the young women's presidency. That whole group didn't. But one thing that she was always insistent on is that you that the younger sisters always called her Sister Roberts and never by her first name. And to me, that was something I had always been taught. It was like yeah. when I'm talking to older people that are in our congregation, it was always brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. I would never dare call them by their first name. Guess what my kids do now? Call by first name? It's all by first name. That's not brother so and so. Oh, really? Sister, so it's so not been so. passed on down. Yeah, and so I was thinking, you know, like, is there a Masonic twist to this? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, we should be calling worshipful, worshipful. We should call brother so and so. I mean, like, we're here in a group of friends, just yeah, us. Totally. It's That's different. totally different. I think but in counts. lodge, in lodge, in a stated meeting, I think it's permissible to say, "Hey, brother Ransom." I've never addressed a brother directly in lodge necessarily. I don't think it's always been before or after. Right, but. Not calling Bob Bob would be really hard. It would. But he'd probably be mad if you were like past master but Bob. But Worshipful Green, that is his last name, right? But right. Whatever it is. You know, like that that would be, I think you're right, the proper thing to do in Lodge. But again, it all just comes back to that that point of respect, right? Like uh and there's depending on your relationship and depending on the setting, like there there's different times to to act in different ways. Like, you can have, again, just like you can have a, a leader or someone, and most of the time you guys are buddies, and you just hang out, and you call them by first name. But when they're in that leadership position, and, like, you need to show that respect, even if you're the best of friends, you still owe them the honorifics, right? The titles that, yeah. that they have. Like, Andrew is Andrew to me, but in Lodge, actually, I just I just thought of this. I do call him worshipful, sometimes outside of Lodge, too, but in Lodge, it's always that. It's always been that. Yeah, I try no, to, I especially when they're sitting in the chair in the east. Oh, I think that's a, even outside a lodge, just to remind me that I am subject to them for this Masonic year, mm-hmm. and also hopefully to remind them that they have more responsibility this year than they normally would have. There you go. So, See, it goes both ways. So cool. All right, number two. Uh, I said some of these are some of them are more like more real fun. than others. Okay, more fun than others. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so number two uh, is don't enter a pool by the stairs. Uh, it seems. Sorry. Go ahead. What about a ladder? Like, how do we define? I think I think I think that's what it means. So you have to so, enter through the ladder. No, I think so. Oh, I jump think in, means, man. I, I think it means no stairs, no ladders. I think what that means is. But what if the proper it's a way to, pool? The proper way to enter a pool then you are breaking your tailbone because you're gonna. <laughs> You're gonna kiddie um, pools don't have stairs though. Well, I take that back. Some kiddies, yeah, some good. Yeah. Well, or so, if it's okay, just wait, a shower, jumping in there. Wait, wait, wait. What wait, about wait. if you're taking your child swimming for the first wait, time? Wait, wait, wait. Throw them in you're, so you learn. No, wait. Hang on. I think <laughs> we're tailbone. <laughs> <laughs> so wait. So we're <laughs> AC's gonna. Oh well. AC's film that. AC's trip. like, no, you guys stop. <laughs> I think we're getting too into what counts as. I think the point of this, <laughs> for <laughs> sake, the point of this is. Oh, sorry. I, I, I said a swear. Is <coughs> you're hockey. supposed to like some things are meant to be done in a fun way. Like if you're taking entering a pool seriously, you're taking life too seriously. Light, light up and have some fun. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. So I like this one a lot because I take things both too seriously and not seriously enough. 
And yeah. like, there's times to, you know, when it's, you're just supposed to, like, if you're walking into a pool, then like, bro, I'd chill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Worshipful McGraw posted something on his Facebook page today. He's a past master out of, out of Golden Spike Lodge. Um, he talked about the hunting for the 99 or the, the one out of the 99, mm-hmm. that parable that the Jesus shared. And he, he, he talks about, you know, how we spend sometimes too much focusing on what not to do. And sometimes you just need to go do it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. If it doesn't have consequences, you should experience life. Live life Does to the fullest. Does anything not have consequences? I guess jumping into a pool doesn't really have consequences either. Because that way you're going to... Yep. Good. Good. Good words of wisdom. So. Numero tres. Yep. And we learned this one today. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> we're, we're much better because of it. The man at the barbecue grill is the closest thing to a king. I laugh at that one because it's, it's pretty funny. Because he's the one that determines how good of a, how, how good of a meal you... The rest of us are going to get. Especially because today, AC cooked us some fantastic steaks. Thank you. Provided by Gary. Uh, Gary brought them. I just cooked them. Can we just talk a second about how much fun I had doing that blind taste test? Uh, That was a lot of fun. And I think we should do that more often. Okay. That is. That's experimenting is a blast. It's great. I like to to cook and stuff like that, if you couldn't couldn't tell. so yeah, that's, I'm agreeing with you over here. Shaking my head. And we usually <laughs> me too. We do sometimes have lunch for these things. So why not just let's just like it doesn't always have to be as expensive as steaks, but yeah, that's always yeah. Sometimes like caviar, lobster, whatever. <laughs> sure, I I, I, I ain't cooking that. Twist if you could get that. I don't know if you cook. I'm like 900 percent sure you don't cook caviar. Well, no, but <laughs> you can eat it in different ways. I uh, just you pop it on the roof of your mouth. There you go. Oh, is that how you're supposed to eat it? Yeah, number four. Huh. Uh, in a negotiation, gross. Never make the first offer. See, this one I had actually not thought of before. I don't tend to negotiate, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Don't, don't. It's like in poker, you don't show your hand until they've paid to see it. So you make them show their their hand first. You know what I mean? Right. As somebody who negotiates a lot as part of his job, that is my rule of thumb. I never give the first offer. What if you so when I'm working to, to, like, to, to purchase a product or something like that that I want to resell, my first question out of my mouth is, hey, what kind of price can I get on this? So you mean never, never. Hey, can you get the price down to here? It's always, that gives me a starting point to work from. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll jump on it because I'll be really surprised. Other times I'll be like, no, you can do better than that or, you know, but... I never want to give my hand away. No. Knowledge is the most important thing to take into that. And if you know where they're starting from and they don't know where you're starting from, you absolutely have the upper hand in any negotiation. Like right. you, can, you can finagle that to your way. Now, to give it a Masonic twist, is that Masonic? Oh, yeah, I forgot. We, um, not, not that we have to, but I'm just curiosity. If I was doing that with a brother, would, would I do the same thing? I, I think no. so. No, I do. I think so. Because I don't think... Like, I don't think just because someone's a brother that you have to be like, oh, here, take whatever for whatever price. I'm going to constantly give you the best deal for everything, right? Like, if you, you should still go into a negotiation knowing your price, right? And you're not going to try to cheat them, but you should still try to get the best price and they should still try to get the best price too. Like, that's what makes an economy work. That's what makes, like, uh, this interchange work. Uh, if both of you are trying to give each other the best deal, it's like 
Have you ever heard the example of the, the two people that are trying to be the most humble? And they walk into a door, and one guy says, well, after you. But the other one's also trying to be really humble. Um, they stay there forever. So he's like, no, 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 after you, because I have to go after you, because I want to be more humble. So they just stay there forever, right? Like, it's fine to try to get a deal that works for you, as long as you're not actually, like, cheating them out of something, right? As long as it's still fair. And ideally, that's how you should be approaching all negotiations, is you're trying to make it, yes, favorable to you, but still fair, so for like an example, I when I was going to the gym and I and I had like a personal trainer, uh, one month he was just like, ah, don't even worry about paying me this month. And I was like, no, you put in the work, like you trained me, like what's fair is fair, right? Like I'm not going to cheat him out of that. But also like he was trying to do something nice for me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's okay to still try to get the best deal. It's, it's okay to still try to negotiate as long as you're not trying to screw over your brother, right? That's how I feel. Counter-argument, AC. Well, no, I think I agree, because I was co- coming at it from the light of getting the best for you, but cause, but with a brother, it should be the best deal for both, both, you know, and to your point, I think, let's say it's, and to your point, it's, the information is still the power, because let's say he, he say, like, let's say you're trying to sell him something, and you say, hey, like, what can you afford right now, and he gives you a price, that lets you know to not tell him, oh, I'd like this much for it, and it's way higher than he thought he could afford, and he feels bad if he says, I only have this much money. But if you start out knowing, then you can do yeah. the charitable thing to a brother and say, oh, that's plenty, or knock on five bucks, or, you know. Or if he shoots way high, then you can do the thing like, oh, no, that's that's way too much, brother, you know. And so it helps you get to the good, so it's not a selfish thing this time, but it's just a, it makes it easier, is how it sounds. So I have to agree, I think it's, it would be a sound strategy in a non-greedy way as well. Yeah. And I also like, <clears throat> I'm also a fan of the barter or the trade. Yeah. Um, I love to do trades. I would rather trade something with him than, than pay for something. I mean, that's how I'm getting some of the things done around the lodge is because I've, I've done yeah. some things for friends. And one of the best trades I ever had was a three-way trade with, with one of our lodge brothers and a, and a co-worker of ours where I got a washer and dryer out of the deal. The one guy got a car. The other guy got a truck. And it was... How do you swing... It was a three-way deal, and it worked great for all three of us. We all three got what we needed. It was the best trade either. And I, to this day, I still I still use that washer and dryer. That's been 20 years. No, I agree with you, Gary. I think uh, not trading favors or anything, but like... But no, I mean, in a lot of ways, kind of, yeah, right? Like, you, you knowing that uh, everybody benefits if you can make a trade or whatever that works, I think that's the, the ideal situation. You get something, I get something, this other bloke gets something, like, everybody benefits. I think that's awesome. Next one on the list. Request the late checkout. Someone needs to explain what this means to me. So in a hotel, they have a checkout time. Usually 10 or 11. Usually 10. Oh, I can always that. You can always request a late checkout. Cause can you? Hotels will. You say, hey, I need a late checkout. And Do they charge you for that? No. Um, They're usually pretty good about it. I think it. some usually don't. If you go past even that, then they, that, that's when they charge, I think. But a lot of them will be like, okay, our, like our late checkout's two or something, you know. And I don't get this one. Like, why does it matter? Just give yourself some time. Hurry. Give yourself some time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I do. I, I can appreciate it from the not wanting to rush. I mean, just wake up, get your crap together, and, I, and stroll out. I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to go on vacation, and I hate having a plan because that adds stress to the to the trip. Totes. I, I, I like having a general idea of, like, 
oh, today we're going to go to the planetarium. In the morning, in the afternoon, we're going to go out to the beach, you know, but nothing like 10 o'clock, I got to be at Disneyland. 11 o'clock, I got to be at Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. See, I I can enjoy both ways. I like having in. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying so hard not to swear right now. (laughs) Screw you. There we go. That's that's the kosher phrase. Um, I don't think a Jewish guy would say that. (laughs) Yeah. I ain't Jewish. No. Uh, Oh, kosher. Lol. Okay. Got it. Yeah, um, bad joke. I, I like having everything planned out, but when it comes to real life, like I like having the whole day planned out, but when it comes to the day of, you let life happen. If you miss something, if you're late something, because like let's say activity B is really fun, you decide to stay there so long that you miss activity C. Who cares? The important part is that you're having fun. Yeah. So you go with the flow, but a structured plan is good to start with otherwise you can spend a lot of time like what do we do next guys well, i don't know what do you want to do well, i don't know what do you want to do oh yeah and no, so we have I that like problem a, in like my family a, too i like a good plan but after that it's just flow number six wait yes yes <laughs> when entrusted with a secret keep it this is very masonic i would say that is absolutely masonic. That is literally if you're a master mason there is no their army yeah if you have a masonic secret between two brothers you keep that secret and that's a requirement Dude, you could, can you imagine, okay, so, this is a tangent, you should tell, go up to a brother, okay, so, a Mason C, C, C secret, and then just spiel out some horrific fake thing, well, there's about no just some, like, like, some cultural, no, so, well, unless you've killed somebody, you're going to betray Treason. your country, you know, so just have some, like, really awkward, like, but, like, have it be fake, some really awkward, like, you know, like, I don't know, let's, anyways, I can't think of an example right now. And having to sit there and have to stew on it for a week of like he has to know this like weird thing about you. And like, I'm just kidding. It's not. It's not real. I just wanted you to like have to deal with that burden for a week. <laughs> he said, "You're a monster." <laughs> It'd be so funny though. But then you're crossing into another one of the rules that you can't break. What? Cheat, wrong, or defraud. That's a practical joke. That's out of the value of anything. Oh, gotcha. You're true. And there's no value in. Actually, <laughs> there's no I value guess, in. Old I... joke. I guess you rob him of the value of the relaxation he didn't get from being worried about your secret. <laughs> right. But Number seven, hold your heroes to a higher standard. I hate meeting my heroes, though. Okay. They say to never meet your heroes. Yeah. So this one, was, and, which, and that's one thing, too, because they're also just people. So this one, to me, is kind of like, is that even realistic? I almost say don't have heroes. I think it's more like if... Don't excuse bad behavior from your hero. Oh, like don't let them get yeah. away with crap right. just because right. they're like mm. just because he's your or he or she is your hero doesn't mean they can do whatever they want and it's chill. They should still be held to a high standard, even though uh, okay. you you really like things about them. Like there's been comedians, for example, or actors, for example, that I really like their comedy or their acting. But then they do something stupid and like horrible outside of that. Um, even though I like their comedy or I like whatever whatever aspect it is about them, that doesn't mean that this other thing we can excuse or that I can excuse just because I like how they act or I like how they do this or that. Okay, see, so your spiel on it makes this rule better for me. It makes it make more sense. But I think I think it comes with that caveat of always remember that people are people, right? Like. Yeah, you, you you can have a person that is your hero because they're such a 
a potential champion for justice, but I also guarantee that they're hypocrites sometimes and like they're and a jerk sometimes. Because that's still, part of being yeah. human, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes we're jerks, sometimes we're hypocritical, sometimes like we're for all instance those things. at work on Friday, so yesterday, I lost my temper for like ten seconds. It's okay, you're my hero, so I excuse but. that. <laughs> <laughs> And like, like I'm, that, I'm still, so it was 10 seconds, I shouted, and I pushed over some boxes, like nothing broke, like I, like, I didn't, you know, but I'm, I'm Dang still... Dang these like, elongated wise. <laughs> you know, um, but, and I, I, I do feel... On the y-axis, by the way. Yeah, the y-axis. <laughs> um, but I do feel deeply ashamed you know of how that I still. <laughs> because I'm not supposed to let that happen, as a man or a mason. But I was talking to somebody in the office about it. Like, well, we all do that, and that kind of helped me like relax. Like, hey, it's, it's it's okay if I'm not perfect. Sure. But it was still hard to like. I, ne- I never want to do that again. Will it have happen again? Most likely, I'm definitely going to lose my temper again. But it, it was. It's, so, it's the thought of I don't want it to happen yeah. again. And so if I can excuse people of like, look, you're human. Be gentle with yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because in a way, you should be your own your own hero to an first aspiring to be. What would be worthy of being your own hero, if that makes any sense? Gary, this whole time, it was, you looked like you've had something to say about this. No, I was just thinking about it. I, I'd never heard that phrase that you never want to meet your hero. And, oh, really? And actually, it, I was do. listening to XM Radio this week, and Howard Stern was uh, interviewing Russell Crowe, which he does quite a bit. And Russell Crowe had talked about a book that he had received from another older actor. That was, I can't remember his name. Like Marlon Brando is who it was. And Marlon Brando had kept this book for him to give to him. It, it had to do with one of the movies that Russell Crowe had played in. And uh, Marlon Brando's wife goes, why don't you just deliver this to, to Russell Crowe? I, sure, he'd appreciate it to get it from me. And he goes, I don't want to lessen myself in front of him. Mm. And so he, he didn't have, the book wasn't delivered till after he died. Oh, wow. Um, but it was just interesting to, to see that and then, then to hear you guys say that you shouldn't meet your heroes. So. For me, it's a I don't want to be let down by them if I meet them and they're kind of like and yeah. they're underwhelming. And that's what well, that we, was Marlon Brando's thing. He's like, yeah, but I'm I'm not going to be this person that they built me up to be. Oh, I thought sorry from your story. I got I got the reverse that the guy that wants to oh, put himself no, no, no. in front of his hero. I yeah. apologize. Yeah. So essentially, yes, I agree a hundred percent. Well, yeah. and again, it's just that realization that they're human, and mm-hmm. like sometimes that kind of ruins it for you. Which you can oh. say that before you meet them, I guess, but. You you don't really you still hold hold them in like a in a more idealistic sense than an actual person sense. Yeah, so. uh, all right, return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas. Again, Absolutely, hundred percent agree. This comes back to that respect piece, right? Like if you're borrowing someone's car, whether it's from a company or from a friend or whatever, like you have to hold it uh, in such hold them with enough esteem and respect that like you return it better than you left it. Mm-hmm. Um, or at this, least as good. This and, was something that was very much pounded into me as a kid, and, and I actually have a story that goes with it. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> so, uh, for senior prom, I borrowed my cousin's brand new cara- or, uh, Dodge Caravan, minivan. It was pretty nice, juiced out. Uh, but it could haul three couples, mm-hmm. and so I borrowed it and uh, double-dated with my cousin and the girl that I was dating at the time, and my dad was like, you shouldn't do that. Just use our car. Just da 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 And I was like, no, I wanted something nicer. I didn't sure. want to drive my girlfriend around in a K car. And yeah. or my dad's nasty old 72 pickup, which I absolutely wish I had now. 
Um, <clears throat> but uh, after the dance, we went out to the uh, cemetery to do this little ghost story kind of thing because the cemetery's off the road, off the highway and up, but it, the the headstones catch the light, so it looks like they're glowing and stuff. Ooh. And we were headed out there, and I took a shortcut to the back of the high school out through the fairgrounds. Did not realize that they were drying uh, uh, asphalt out there and hit it about 40 miles an hour, hit an asphalt pile in the van. Ooh. And uh, the... My girlfriend at the time, she had smacked her nose and had blood coming down her face. And because I, it had been pounded in me so much that you don't borrow this car, you don't park it. I was more worried about the car than I was about the girl. <laughs> I felt really bad about it afterwards because I get out of the front and, you know, I smashed in this car. And my girlfriend, she had just bought this really nice dress. It had a really nice silk top with a black bottom and the silk it's top really, was How do you blood. remember that? It's one of the things I remembered. And That's and funny. to take the car back, I paid. It did not have it go on his insurance. I paid for out of my pocket to repair his car is about 900 bucks. That's what that's a uh, lot back then too. But I learned two back. lessons from that. One, I don't want to borrow things I don't absolutely have to and uh, that people are more important than things. Totally. Which is a lesson I still need to learn. Well, there's a third <laughs> one there which is when we inevitably make mistakes, uh, do everything you can to make it right. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and sometimes you can't, right? Sometimes like mistakes are mistakes and there's nothing you can do. Uh, but I think that the, one of the important pieces from that is, uh, you made a mistake, sure, but then you made sure that you took it out of your own pocket, you paid him back, uh, and you made sure that it was as much as possible, like, fixed, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's the necessary component. And also, getting back to when you borrow a car, fill it with a tank of gas, right? It's, it's that whole attitude of, I'm not just borrowing this, I'm not taking advantage of you, I'm not just doing it because, like... It's convenient for me. I am actually appreciative of what you're doing, and I, I will make sure that I bring it back to you in good condition. And if something does happen, I will fix that too. If I accidentally catch the seat and I cause a rip, I'll, I mean, I'm a grown man. I can sew. I'll, I'll sew it if I need to. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Uh, it's just, again, that respect piece. And so I really like your story because uh, I think that that's highlights several things, but I think that's one of them. Well, and the main point of doing that is is to maintain the relationship with yeah. the person yeah. that you borrowed the gear stuff. That's the Absolutely. thing that matters. That's the thing that matters. Yeah. Um, my first, actually, my first date with Nicole, I had to borrow my brother's car because my AC. Are you gonna bleep her name? No. Um, uh, why? I don't know. I don't think she listens to it. Even if she did, like this is so. I borrowed my brother's car. Like I don't think she'd be offended by hearing her name mentioned. I borrowed my brother's car because the air conditioning in my car was not working. When I picked up this car, it, w it had a half a tank of gas in it. And now it's full. And so I was, I was kind of like, well, you know, and so I could have just put like the, I could have put in five bucks and probably put in like less gas than I used. Sorry, put in more gas than I used. But like I still filled it up even though it was not gas I had used. It was still that like, even though the rule could have not applied, I was still like, no, I'm still going to fulfill the rule a hundred percent because his car is nice. It was like 2018. It was new in 2018, I think, or something oh, like that. Wow. So it's a nice car. And so, even though I didn't have to, it's you also a way to. of, it's, it's like you were saying, it's like my way of saying thank, thank you, you very much for letting me have a nice car with air conditioning for this date. What's so uh, the point of like, even though you don't have to follow that rule, you could be justified in not following it. To your point about the respect and everything, you still should. 
Well, I'm not doing my own horror. It's just, just, just a good story. Let's try to get through ten. Okay, that's sure. good. We can, we can do it. Number nine. Number nine. Play with passion. Play to win or don't play at all. I agree with this 100%. I don't let people win even if they're little kids. Uh, okay, I, well, hang on. No, no. <laughs> I teach them how to play well. Uh, I'm like, I'm not going to just let you win, but I'm going to teach you how to play well. Um, regardless fair. of okay. what it is. Uh, yeah, I can be fair with that, but I've played a few games where I've let somebody win. So, fun fact. And it, I'd rather Because it, it's cost me. <laughs> so, my wife loves word games. Okay? And uh, when we were first married, we used to play a lot of word games together, and she would kick my butt quite soundly until we started playing Scrabble. <laughs> and she won the first several times, and then I turned it into a strategy game. Well, it is. Because it, it is one. But she knows bigger words than I do. You know, I once it gets past four or five letters, it's pretty much out of my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I turned it into a strategy game, and because she doesn't think strategically, I started whooping. And guess what? Since then, we have not played a game of Scrabble. <laughs> so, the fun fact about that. So, like... so, the letting the win might have been the thing to do in that case. I mean, if if what matters to you is the game of Scrabble, but like, Ooh, see, but it's see, it's the big game of marriage and life that Gary was playing right there. But I, I, I don't know, man. I Sometimes she's always right, I and mean, you'll get the down to the bottom of this list. There's one that tells you that we should just yeah, keep, oh, we should just next time we'll just do You're more of the list. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't yeah, no, I mean, I, I do get that, but like, also, um, I don't think I get that, like. I don't, I don't know. My my thing is is Wait till I, you're married. Well, I mean, this girl I'm going with now, like, uh, she's very competitive too, and it's fun, uh, and I like that because well, I, I work out then. I have to earn my win. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. she beats me at some stuff, but like, then I'll beat her at some stuff. Uh, but like again, uh, like I've worked with kids a lot, right? And like, uh, I mean, I remember one time in particular we were playing Connect Four, just you know the droppy game. Uh, and I was winning and the kid was mad. And so like, I would just like started walking him through the steps. Right. And I was like, look, you have to think strategically about this. You can't just throw in your, your piece wherever you want. Uh, and so we started talking about like, look, man, if you put your piece here, what do you think I'm going to do? Right. And so instead of just letting him win, like we worked together to like learn how to play the game better. And it's connect four who gives a crap about connect four. But at the same time, it taught him a lot more to look at stuff from other people's perspectives, to make it a teamwork thing, right? And even though we're being competitive, we can still like work together to be better men, to be quite honest, right? Um, to achieve something. So it's not saying I have to beat you at everything all the time. It's saying uh, I want you to be better at whatever we're doing, and I will work with you to be better at that so that we can have fun competition. Um, I don't want to make a situation where I beat you so much that you leave, I want to make a scenario where, like, you get value out of learning how to do this better. And I would expect the same from you. If I'm, if we're doing a thing and I suck at it, I don't want you to just beat the crap out of me. I want you to sit down and teach me how to do it better so that I can be good competition. You, you know what I mean? I yeah, think, I do. I, I, I do like that approach. I think in a Masonic sense, or at least amongst a men's sense, you are correct. In the marriage sense, Gary is 100% correct. You definitely don't want to, like, make your wife so pissed off she won't play games with you anymore. Well, never piss off your wife. Exactly. So, let her win sometimes. <laughs> so it's a different game. So I know it's, like, the cheesy answer of, you're both right. But, like, Although... you're, like, you're, like you're both right because you're kind of discussing different s- scenarios. 
Uh, I will, can I just tell you a really... Okay, this is definitely off the podcast. I'm okay. sorry. This okay. is, we're over. We, we have to... Wait, let's do an outro and then you're starting. Okay, okay. Because we have to stop. Okay. Um, Thank you. All right. No, no, I'm, okay. I okay. Uh, so I'm outroing. Sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't care. I'm just trying to wrap things up quick. Thank you, friends, for listening to our podcast this week. Once again, this was the From the North, the Masonic podcast. Three Master Masons talk about making our wives... Not mad at us. When only of which one of us only is married. One of us oh, married. Only, let's worry about that. <laughs> um, that was our episode this week. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. The end. The hosts of the From the North podcast are providing this podcast as a public service and for their own selfish motives. It is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of any Grand Lodge, local lodge, or any Masonic body or Freemasonry in general. Any reference to any specific product, subject, or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation. The rantings, tomfoolery, and views expressed by the guests and the hosts are absolutely their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them, any Grand or local lodge, or any entity they represent.